As a Supreme Court nominee in March, then-Judge Neil Gorsuch minced no words when he was asked about judicial integrity. Senator, the independence and integrity of the judiciary is in my bones. I do take seriously the impartiality and the appearance of impartiality. So, and, Senator, all I can say to you is that I, I commit to maintaining my impartiality as best I can and to recuse where I or the law suggests I should. So it raised a few eyebrows when a conservative group announced that now Justice Gorsuch would give a speech in September at the Trump International Hotel. The hotel, of course, is part of President Trump's business empire. It became a, it's become a favored venue for lobbyists and foreign dignitaries and a source of profits for the Trump Organization. And the president's financial relationship to the hotel has become a central issue in lawsuits that many believe will land at the Supreme Court. With us to talk about all this is Ken Doyle. He's the senior editor for Bloomberg BNA. Ken, thanks for being with us. Um, tell me, I'll make a confession. I don't know very much about this group that invited Justice Gorsuch, the Fund for American Studies. Uh, what do you know about them? Well, it, I mean, I, I just know what I've read about it, too. It it's seems to be a conservative sort of free market uh, group, um, something that would be in line, I think, with the the ideology of Justice Gorsuch and the Trump administration. So not necessarily a surprise that those would be uh, linked together, but it does, you know, um, you know, potentially raise this question that has been raised, you know, with other justices as well about, you know, when, when the justices are linked to different groups, um, and especially um, people that may have issues before the court, you know, can they be objective and can they be perceived as objective by the public and that's that's the issue here it's also caught up in the the whole um you know phenomenon of, of the trump administration of president trump um having these links to business uh organizations you know outside of the government and that's really a new uh phenomenon that no other president uh has faced they've all tried to um, you know, uh, put their assets in blind trust so that those kinds of questions couldn't be raised. So I, I think there is, you know, it certainly is an interesting uh, thing. I don't know whether, you know, people will will see this as Gorsuch not being able to be objective or not. Ken, it seems a lot of the focus is on Trump owning the hotel and the hotel ownership is cited in lawsuits that allege the president is violating the emoluments clause. So when Gorsuch says that he, during his hearings, that he was going to try to avoid the, you know, he's aware of the appearance of impropriety, is this a case where you have a new justice that should go out of his way to show impartiality? It seems like the legal ethics and the legal scholars are on, you know, of two minds on this. Right. And I, as I say, I think it's not, I mean, I was just reading this uh, article by um, Rick Hassan, who's a law professor at the uh, University of California, Irvine, who's tried to document um, the increase in justices making public appearances and the fact that uh, the, the, the justices on the liberal side of the court tend to appear before liberal groups and the justices on the conservative side tend to appear before conservative groups. Um, and that, this is something that is part of a, a wider phenomenon. That's, and I think Gorsuch is now part of the court and kind of joining in what the other justices are doing. Whether that means that the public perceives all of the justices as potentially you know, not being able to be 
objective as being too political. I think that's I think that's a, a you know a, a real question and and something that may be reflected in the fact that the public views the court as maybe um, too political and and um, you know it has a, a somewhat declining credibility with the public. I think. Well, well spell spell that out a little bit more, Ken. What what's the concern? I, I mean, a justice. Uh, you know, believes what he or she believes. It, it's expressed in, in opinions, um, and they go before an audience that is likely to be receptive to a lot of those views, and they talk about those views. What is well, what I think is that, so, you know? We would see. I think that would be the normal course for politicians. Obviously, politicians are out there, um, you know, trying to raise support among different constituencies and explaining themselves to constituencies. It's a more interactive type of thing. And I guess traditionally my view of the courts has been, you know, somewhat more insulated from that, right? I mean, why do you have the courts if they're just going to be act as as another type of legislature and the judges be, you know, uh, politicians? But but I do think that that is maybe changing somewhat. You know, the court has become more political. You know that, you know, you've covered all of these confirmation battles and 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 the arguments before the court and the court is just perceived as a more political institution um and uh but you know is that um where where to draw the line on that i'm not really sure it's is there any concern there is no there's no set of uh written code of conduct for the justices in particular that's different from any anyone else and they decide when they can recuse whether they should recuse themselves or not by themselves and don't necessarily well, say it is there another concern there I think there are ethical rules for federal judges. The, the issue with the Supreme Court, of course, is that the, you know, they are the ones who decide. They they're the ultimate deciders of everything. So they they're the ones who decide whether they're complying with the rules. And I think this has come up. The, the case that I remember was Justice Scalia, where there were questions raised in the Bush administration about his links to Vice President Cheney. He had gone hunting with him or something, and people, you know, said that he should be recused in a case involving the administration and he said you know i'm not going to do it because i think i'm i can be objective it's ultimately up to these judges and the and the clip that you played by justice gorsuch i think is the the answer that they all would give that i can be objective and if i if i don't think that i can be objective then i would recuse but you know it's just a something where the the question comes up more because they're making these appearances and especially in the case of trump where there's actual business links um you know, somebody making an appearance that's, you know, potentially drawing some some more people to a business that is owned and and will pay profits to the president. I think those are all those are all the kinds of questions, obviously, that we're asking and and talking about. But it is, you know, part of a, a phenomenon of, you know, will will the courts draw a line on this? They they do have to comply with ethical rules, and I don't think that they are have gotten to the point of. Uh, being politicians and members of Congress yet, but they do seem to be headed more in that direction lately. Ken, only about oh, 20 seconds left or so, but do you see this is coming back to bite Neil Gorsuch eventually if this, these lawsuits over the emolument clause and the, the money from the Trump Hotel make it up to the Supreme Court? Yeah, I think that those issues clearly will come to the court. Even the Trump Hotel is a, you know, there's several suits uh, involving the hotel. So, yeah, I mean, certainly that will be talked about when the court uh, hears those arguments. Uh, you know, whether he will, and he may be called upon to recuse himself because of this, um, but I, you know, I kind of doubt that he will, and I'm not sure that that, you know, ultimately 
um, you know, will be, uh, you know, something. I mean, he, he's going ahead and making the appearance. I think that he probably feels that he can overcome whatever criticism is going to be directed at him. We'll have to leave it there. My thanks to Ken Doyle, senior editor for Bloomberg BNA.